You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the Load Management Podcast, Complex Sports Podcast. As always, it's your man Chops and my co-hosts, Adam and Zion. Adam and Zion, welcome to the program this week. Can you guys tell that I got a little a little fluffer in my in my vocals this week? I'm feeling good. I do not care. I'm living on cloud nine. Zion, tell me why I'm probably excited no. right now to start this podcast. I really don't care. Adam, tell me why I'm you're, probably you're so trying excited. to troll us and we clearly do not Adam, give a shit. So Adam go ahead. Get, give, I don't, I'm so unbothered by this. So go ahead. Get off you whatever guys rant. Get off, get off whatever, whatever soliloquy or monologue you want about your Browns. But we are incredibly unbothered by this. So go ahead. The Cleveland Browns are nine and three and went into Tennessee and stomped the Tennessee Titans. Stomped. Baker Mayfield had the best performance by any quarterback in 2020 yesterday. Zion, I would like what? an apology. I would like an apology. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yes. What four dust touch- are you smoking? Four touchdowns what in the did, first half. Have you watched he Pat was, Mahomes this year? He was, to- he was throwing dimes. Have you watched Pat Mahomes yes, this year? Yes, and he did not have a better game than Baker Mayfield did against the Tennessee Titans yesterday. Yes, he did. When? Didn't did he not throw for five touchdowns in the game this year? I don't know. Who cares? Oh, okay. okay. So I want you okay. guys to tell me because all year, <laughs> all year you guys have been telling me the Browns haven't beat anybody. Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback. This team's not He's legit. still not a good They're quarterback. They're frauds. They're frauds. He's so I just want, good, I just want you guys to, I just want you guys to tell me and I don't want to yell because this is a happy Go ahead and yell. Because I'm happy. You're the only one. I'm happy. And we'll talk one. about your Giants because I want to give your Giants props because I'm a good friend and a good co-host. I want to prop up your teams. But no, 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 no. I need you guys to have an honest-to-God truth session with yourselves and tell me that the Cleveland Browns aren't legit. Okay. Try and tell me that right now. Okay. Good win. Nice great weather. Win. It was sunny out, so Baker didn't, oh. you know, didn't look atrocious because it was actually decent weather. He now played well, had that. a great performance. Uh, the Titans aren't exactly the cream of the crop in the AFC. Oh, oh my, you would say that. They aren't. The Titans aren't the cream of the crop in the AFC. Adam, uh, yeah. I'll come back to Adam. Zion, Zion, what do you think? And, you and real quick, real quick. You, I'm your coming team, back to you, Adam. It's fine. I'm coming your, back to you. Your team did not even come close to having the best performance or the best win of the week. Who had, the, who had a better win than the Cleveland Browns yesterday? Young Zion's team, the Giants. Thank you. Thank they you. were ten and a half Look, point underdogs in Talk Seattle. Talk to her. Ten and a half point underdogs with a backup quarterback and went in and beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. And shut down. So if anyone really should be puffing their chest right now, it should be Young Zion. And he's going yes, to. Sir. You already know he is going to. Zion, let's talk about the Browns, Zion. Wow. Because I know you. I know you're not going to take the route that Adam just took. My God. I know you're Adam. not going to take the route that Adam just took. That's why me and Adam go way back, bro. That's that's my guy right there. We're deeper hey, than but, we're de- yeah. It goes deeper than you and me and, and all three of us, pal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good one. That's cool. Stop gassing Baker. Baker is still mid. He's a very mid QB. He had a great that's game. That's not true. Baker, to, Baker hasn't thrown bro, an interception over 150 passes. Bro, bro. Baker Mayfield has not been good this season. Do not just just erase everything that has happened this year just because he had a good game. He had a good game. I gave him his credit. He had a good game. You could you could say he's not been an elite quarterback, but he's still been good this year. <laughs> Adam, back to you, Adam. Back to you. I, I cannot I, I, believe that you are trying to discredit that Cleveland Browns victory yesterday. I didn't even want to yell. I didn't want to yell, Adam. The Cleveland Browns are 9-3, and three, and they are legit, and I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs, but you can't fucking take this away from us, they're okay? Teams. Congrats, man. You, want a you cannot, Adam, you cannot take this away from us, and we will not stand for any disrespect. You want a cookie? You're, you're, you're yelling for <laughs> asinine reasons, number one. No, number I'm not. Two, you, are being, you are being wrong. You are wrong. No, Admit it's called- you're wrong and be wrong. Be wrong. Are you going to talk over me? It's called being objective in, in some perspective. I will say, though, I will say, though, Baker does a good job of those progressive commercials. Even though he doesn't he does. deserve good them, he him. does a good job of he them. He doesn't deserve them, though. He didn't do let's anything. Go through, let's, let's go through the NFL. Let's quickly go through the NFL. We This is our CW episode. We have uh, a few guys from the All-American on. We're going to get into that later. Uh, season three promo. Uh, Why don't you yell not, about how great our interview was with the CW All-American stars? Yeah, it was great. Spencer no, Baker no. Yeah, I want you to get red in the face, pal. No, I only get right in the face when you say dumb shit like earlier in this podcast. 
Oh, the way you say dumb shit about the Titans being the cream of the crop of the AFC. Bro, the fact that you don't, like, you're trying, you're doing exactly, I can't wait for people to listen to this Browns fan, because they're just going to tweet me, oh, Adam's just trying to discredit the win again. Like, that's your stick. You have a stick. No, it's called. You're trying to discredit, the the Browns could win an AFC playoff game, you'd be like, oh, but you're just going to make up I prefer I prefer to deal in reality, perspective, and objectiveness, pal. Oh, yeah, you're being real objective. You're the least objective person I fucking know. False narrative number one. The, oh yeah okay let's talk about some nfl games the giants won very good you know what i liked yesterday carson wentz finally fucking out of here it looks like jalen hurts season uh, in i Philly. wouldn't say i wouldn't oh, say yeah, finally out of there there's a lot of money philly's got to pay for him we don't know yet i mean but it seems like it's uh, he's happening he's he's you know, probably there at least like one more year motion of happening free, free jalen hurts free jalen hurts free jalen hurts but Eagles aren't going anywhere. Jalen so. looked pretty good yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I mean, it was garbage. I'm a time. fan. I can we talk about? Month. Can we talk about the funniest thing I saw on Sunday? Was it the Jets in the game? NFL? What? What? Is no, no. I was, I was cheering when that. I was cheering when the latest miracle in the Meadowlands happened. I was, that was, I was ecstatic when David Carr connected on that hail mary pass down the sidelines, and also condolences to Greg Williams. Right. I'm ready to start a GoFundMe to build a statue of him in East Rutherford for his all-out blitz. On that last play, that was incredible. And again, the Jets proved to be a dumpster fire, but thankfully they lost. But the funniest thing Why I do saw- people Wait, hold up real quick. Why do people think that Greg Williams was like trying to lose? That's Greg Williams. That's Greg, blitz, he blitzes, he, like blitzes, yeah. he blitzes <laughs> on Hail Mary. That's what he does. That's that's his MO. That's who Greg Williams is. And I, I, Adam Gase firing him. You know, I didn't I didn't read every single report, but it seems like pretty ridiculous and laughable right now. But the funniest thing I did see was uh, Zion's boy Kyler Murray on his first touchdown pass. Did you see how Jalen Rams and all the Rams defensive backs just just uh, completely disregarded the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver and just triple teamed DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Leaving, <laughs> leaving. I forget who caught the touchdown. I'm forgetting his name. That to me was the absolute. We've never thing. been more collectively wrong about a team being good than all of us were about the Arizona Cardinals. They have fallen off. They're still in the playoff race. The, it, but but that's only because like the the bottom of the NFC is like not like that solid right like they're six and six they weren't they like weren't they like five and two or five and three like they've like fallen off a cliff yeah they've they've struggled they've struggled but and I and I liked them because I like Kyler but like they the NFC team seems so inconsistent other the schedule than, their schedule has gotten tougher they've yeah, had some they, tough division big, games recently Zion we got we got our picks show later this week but who's give us an early prediction who's winning that game Sunday. The way the Giants are playing defensively, it's hard not to pick the Giants. Cause, Over Kyler? I mean, they look, look, they, they got a, a Russell. And Kyler's yeah. a baby. He's a baby Russell. He's a baby version of Russell. So I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's true. That's true. It's going to be a good one, I think. Uh, can we shout out the Vegas line makers? How was, how was the char, how were the Chargers favored over the Patriots when that line closed? Uh, Sheesh. Yesterday, I don't know. I had Sheesh. one of my friends who loved the Chargers yesterday, and <laughs> yeah, he got he? he got hopefully <laughs> I, he may have been bankrupted by that by that wager. Did um, you guys a know coaching that, mismatch? Did you guys know that in 2018, Matt Nagy and Anthony Lynn finished one and two in the Coach of the Year standings? Oh well, I'm not saying Anthony. If you're trying to infer Anthony Lynn's a bad coach, I'm not going to say that yet. I'm not going to give him to that. Hey, what what more uh, proof do you need, pal? Bro, he's he's bro he's Zion with a young nucleus and a young um, <laughs> Zion. Some of their clock management they decisions have, yeah, are like the. No, some of their, had, you've had some bad clock management decisions. They've had some bad coaching. Some, and what happened last players. year with a team that had high expectations? They've lost some. Then Philip got hurt. Or no, was Philip hurt? Or they, they had a ton of injuries, but they had oh, high expectations. Was, so, I mean, Philip was ass last year. He's kind of yeah. ass this year too. But um, yeah, Nagy though, Nagy is trash. And I told I told y'all last week the Lions were going to win this game. I said that <laughs> I I was on the Lions. Adam was on the Bears. <laughs> and the, the I was looking good for a while. Them, but we were we were both so... very good. We were both very good. Actually, I take that back. The, the the funniest thing I did see on Sunday was in the New York Post. They uh, talked to some guy who does analytics for coaches in the NFL. He has Adam Gase ranked in the top twenty. Well, God bless. I God bless <laughs> I have no idea what fucking mathematical equation ranks Adam Gase one of the top twenty coaches in the NFL, but. God bless. God bless him, man. God bless. You know what was interesting? I saw someone compare this Chiefs team to the 2018 Golden State Warriors. And that made that made me scratch my head a little bit. How so? The, the, he was saying that 
they can turn like they they don't always seem engaged, but they can turn it on on the drop of a hat. But I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that is that what this Chiefs team does. I, I don't know. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think there's some. I think there's some truth to that. I mean, yeah. listen, it's it's tough when you keep playing primetime games and and you have to gear Travis up. Travis Kelsey end. didn't even know who they were playing. He yeah, said, exactly. So it's he like said, it's, "Shout out the Raiders <laughs> after the game." Yeah, it's tough to get it's tough to get geared up for like a lower level, you know, division rival. I'm trying to remember what happened when they played in Denver, but like, are you going to get that hyped up for Denver? Even they, though it's on they, it night? was a bad weather game, but I think they won handedly. Yeah, it was like so, snow. Right, so snowed. whatever, but like, yeah, there's there's some complacency that settles in when you're that good and you have that those high expectations that's kind of natural but if you took the chiefs you obviously did not listen to chops and myself from last week's podcast when we advocated a play on the broncos getting 13 so and a half here, here's my points. question here's my question let's be objective as possible here the the the, the uh, phrase of the podcast is objective today who is the favorite to win the super bowl right now in your opinion who the would chiefs. if you uh, other let's, let's do it other than the chiefs let's take the chiefs out of it because they're defending champs if you had to pick one other team to win it all, who would you pick? And let's be objective as possible here. Well, I'm not going to say the Browns, so I don't know why you keep on saying objective. Well, but I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. So all right, you so what's your answer, pal? My answer? Yeah. If I had to objectively pick another uh, another team other than the Chiefs to win it all, I would probably say the Green Bay Packers. I think I would go with the Packers as the other team I would pick. Well, you talking about gun, one? You talking about one? Either side, one, either side. Okay. I think either side. I think I think I would go with the Packers, and even though I want to say the Saints, would Drew? But I, well, like I, I, I was going to ask you, would oh, Drew Brees okay. coming back change your opinion? But I, I would it though. I don't know if it would. I've I, been wrong on Taysom Hill, so I mean, I. I but totally our, said uh, I could, let's Taysom let's pump the. He's Let's play him the breaks, bro. He gets to play the Fal- He played the Falcons twice, and he played a team with no He's quarterback. He's been as mid as Baker has been. Uh, yeah, but okay. In two of those, two of his last three performances haven't been bad. Yeah, but he's. I'm not saying the, that he's. I'm not saying that he's a top twice, twenty quarterback, man. but I'm saying that he's been serviceable. Uh, I think but, I would pick the. I think right now I'd take the Packers over the Saints if, if you made me pick a Super. I might take the Saints just because of the fact that Jubies might turn it on um, in the playoffs, but. He's coming off of broken everything in his ribs. He's got like um, barely. Any I mean, if Breeze comes on. back and he's he's not you know a shell of a former self, I trust the Saints defense more than I would the Packers defense. But yeah, I mean, otherwise from the AFC side, I mean, you just have you just have to by default go in the Steelers. I don't think so, but just by default because they're eleven zero. But. He- you know what I'm noticing? Steelers and Chiefs fans are at each other's necks right now. The Chiefs fans are basically saying, you guys aren't even close to us. Like, it's not even going to be a game if we facts. play. I, I agree. What, I, I don't think this – I I think the, I think the Chiefs the, – the, the team that give the Chiefs the most problems are the division teams because they know them so well. But outside yeah. of the division, I think everybody is screwed. That's a good point. Adam, what would you pick in the Chiefs stance? Uh, Chiefs. Steelers matchup, Chiefs without with zero hesitation. Yeah, I think I'm right there. I think I'm right there. Glad we agree. Uh, Zion, what's up with your man James Harden? He's wilding right now. Hey, Before man. we get to this interview, I just want to quickly talk to the NBA. James is trying to get to the uh, and shout out the NBA comes back this week preseason on Saturday. Yes, sir. Brooklyn Nets. Nets. No yes, one's. Wa- are you actually going to watch a Brooklyn Nets preseason game? You're acting like you're not going to watch it. Kyrie. Why would I watch? Is KD going to play? Yes, KD and Kyrie should play in that game. They should need, we don't know if they're they not playing? Two, I'm not watching. They have two preseason two preseason games to get ready, so they need to both play in it. Um, okay. If they play, I will watch. You are correct. Okay. Yes. So James Harden, I don't know uh, what situation. I mean, Sham said the Rockets aren't going to make that trade. But, but for context, James Harden is currently. He said he was coming to Rockets camp. He's currently in Las Vegas. He yes. was photographed at a strip club and at Dre's last night. He's having a Dennis Rodman, he's, you know, a little break. He's basically, he's holding he needs some time away. This is more than Dennis Rodman because there's a pandemic going on. He is at the club. Well, did you ban- watch? Did you watch the Coastal Carolina BYU football game over the weekend? Yeah, I did. There was like 10 percent mask wearing in the stands. The stands are pretty <laughs> and the stands were packed. But my thing about Harden is, not only is he apparently is he lying to the Houston Rockets because they keep saying he's going to show up. John Wall said he was. He said that uh, he's, John Wall said that James Harden told him, "Yeah, he's going to be at camp." But, very soon, but what's so. what's John Wall supposed to say? I don't he's, know. He just got traded there. Like, what are you going to say? Uh, Houston's going know. to be a beautiful shit show this year. So just sit back and enjoy it. I just hope but, they get rid of him. Just get rid uh, of him. Actually, I need thing- to, we need to ask. Let's ask Young Zion a question here. Uh, Chops, how do you feel about your boy Kyrie Irving's media 
boycott them. Oh, he loves it. He yelled at me for calling it yeah. out. What What do you want him to do? You want him to continually ask answer questions and his words be twisted or misconstrued? Who's and- twisting his words? He's been his words have been twisted. Let's not but if, when like Chop tried to say Chop tried to say when like you literally had him on the cast, bro. And I mean, I mean, even with the his recent words were Katie, never twisted. On but, yeah, recent, I don't. I want to hear an example the, of when his up, words have been up, twisted up, and completely up. thrown even out of context. Recent, uh, recent example of Katie and Kyrie taking the last shot. That that whole thing that was blown out of proportion. They I mean, basically he, alluded to the fact that he, he needed a coach. That part was not. That part was not taken. I, I agree. That part was not taken out of context. But the last. I love shot how you're one, going. To, I love how how you're defending Kyrie. Keep going. No, the last shot one was taken out of context, and Iman Shepard even came on this podcast and told y'all why it was taken out of context, and it makes sense. But like, I, I just it think it sets a. I, I think it sets a bad precedent. I, I think it sets a bad why? precedent for NBA players. Like you have to talk to the media. It's just like the way it is. Yeah, but no. here's the one thing, Chops. Here's the one thing. When guys do that, the only people that really care about this shit are people in the media. I would say yeah. 98% yeah. of fans, oh, fans don't give don't two care. fucks fans about Fans that. don't care. Yeah. Fans don't care. Like, yeah, really. fan. And I mean, even like, why would he? Like, anything he say is going to be a distraction to the team regardless. So why just put himself out the picture? But you can make a case that he's his... maybe a bigger distraction doing this. But no, but no one's going to focus on it except is the it court. all se- is it all season or was it just once? That's said, what I want to know. Said, no, he it said was all one season. time. Uh, no, Winhurst said it was all season. No one else. Yeah, said it was I think all it was. Season. I think it's all season, but it's one time. Like next year, he goes back to it. But he's saying this year, keep the focus off of it, him. So he, you know, it's a finable offense. So is he just going to eat every fine and pay I mean, it off? He, look at his con. He's get. He's fine. He can he can afford the hits to the wall. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I get he can, but it's like okay. I mean, I, I have no problem with it. It's, I think the Harden. I think Harden's way of getting out of Houston right now is fascinating. Literally, he's he's he leaked that he wants out the Shams and Woj, obviously, and now he's like, I'm not going to show up and I'm going to break NBA because it's against the rules. NBA said to go to clubs. He's like, fuck that. I'm going to go to clubs and hang out with little baby and then go to more clubs. And Why is he giving little baby two hundred grand for a birthday present? He was giving. He was giving. He gave him honey buns too. He gave him a honey bun. Yeah, but, but he doesn't. Little honey, baby does not need more buns. cash. Hey, man. that's just. He's a thoughtful friend. I'm not going to hurt him. Yeah, <laughs> I real just, thoughtful. Yeah, I just think like, like this could. This is about to get real ugly. It feels like it feels like we're on the like the cusp of that's getting really ugly in Houston. It'd be really hey, funny if so. the if the Rockets just. <laughs> Why do you? In. If I mean, he, I guess I know what you. If hope he gets it. ugly, then you know where he's going. Cause. Yeah, but it'd be funny if the, it'd be funny if the Rockets are like, "Fuck this, we're gonna trade you just to any place that's gonna give us some superstars," and he got traded to like the Minnesota Timberwolves. But why would they? Why, why would anybody not the Nets give up anything of value for him right now? If you know he's gonna, if you know that he's gonna, that's be, that's fair. Uh, I'm just unhappy. saying, like in in the most hypothetical situation, yeah. I would you would love to see him go someplace this, just for hilarity's sake that wasn't a title contender, and then see what happens there in the blowups that would ensue. Yeah, but you're yeah, right. NBA about to, the NBA about to be back. I think it's about to be. Uh, At least we don't have to hear you uh, and see you getting red in the face over your calves. You're going to suck again. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be terrible. I don't. I know. I'm gonna, so I'm looking. I'm going to watch uh, every game, but they're going to be. Fucking uh, awesome. yeah. We Young Zon and I are anxiously awaiting the the exit date of the Cleveland Browns from the NFL season, so that we don't have to hear you <laughs> so rant and rave anymore about one of your teams. You're going to have to keep waiting, buddy, because they keep. Uh, I think early. I think I think by mid January. I think by Wild Card Weekend we'll be good. But you guys are like acting like the Browns just making the playoffs isn't a, like they haven't done this since 2002. That's great. That's I, great. I, Congratulations. Personally, that's awesome. I can't relate to that. I just can't. <laughs> personally, where's my, where's my NBA championship ring? Personally, I can't relate to your team not having uh, a ring. Where's my keep, ring? Keep the cubic zirconia yeah, in the no, box. That's, that's Dave that's, and Buster's plastic. No, that's, that's all real. Ring pop. Keep your Atlantic Shump, City boardwalk. Shump, Shump even confirmed its authenticity. Okay. He just wanted to make All right, let's get yeah, to exactly. our... No, Shump, friend of the pod. I can't... I, we need to call CJ for every Browns recap because it's not fair how you guys team up with me. CJ, no, we don't. Yeah, y'all just better Arkin, beat the Arkin, Giants. Arkin. That's all I know. You better beat the Giants because if you don't, nothing matters. It doesn't matter if you go 12 and 4. If you lose to the Giants, <laughs> yeah, when that game when that game comes down, this is the hardest I will ever in my life root for the Giants. <laughs> I hate you by, guys by so much. Uh, pot, the pot, it's going to be a war. It's war times. It's war times that week, y'all. No, it is I'm, war my times. My phone's on. Do not disturb that weekend. Joe LaPuma, shout out to Joe LaPuma. Uh, he was like, should we watch it together? And I'm like, no, we shouldn't. We should not watch it <laughs> We should not watch that football game together. 
But uh, yeah, let's get to our interview with the CW cast. We always bring out the biggest guests. So this week we have Michael Evans Bailing, Spencer Pacinger from the show All American, which is coming back January 18th, 8, 7 Central on the CW, exclusively on the CW, the only place you can watch it in January. And if you miss it live on TV, you can stream free the next day on the CW app. The CW app is always free, no login needed. So I'm super excited. This interview was great. Uh, as a fan of the show, learned a lot about where the show has gone and where it's going in season three. Zion, I know you're a huge fan too. So, you know, this was a cool moment. Yeah, this was really dope, especially to talk to Spencer, a Super Bowl champion. Uh, don't forget it with the New yep. York Giants. Yep. Um, but yeah, just to, you know, get, go deeper into the show. It's one of my favorite shows out there and get a chance to get a glimpse of what's coming. I'm excited, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's a great interview. So, you know, we shouldn't waste any more time. But yes, January 18th, 8, 7 Central, All American is back on CW. And, you know, if you miss it, you can watch it on the CW app. No login needed, free, all that. So to get you guys ready for the new season, let's jump to our interview right now. Guys, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. having us. You're good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and obviously, we got to get out the way that Spencer Paysinger is a former New York football giant, yep. Super Bowl champion. Got to add that in there, you know. So we got we got a fan in here? You already know. Hey, you uh, already know. Nice. nice. Young, Zion, it's young Zion is a giant. Actually, Michael, can I bring up that? Please. I, I'm from Cleveland, so we're both Ohio guys. Love but that. But you already know what I'm going to say here. I'm a Browns uh-huh. fan. I'm a Browns fan. Mm, that's your first mistake. Yeah. Uh, this guy, uh, <laughs> let's not talk football just yet because he, he's Mr. Yeah. 10 and 0 down there. Yeah, right? Yo, <laughs> nothing I can really – we're having a great season, but I can't really say nothing. But, yeah, you know, we just figured I'd get it out the way. You know, we got Zion in the in the in as a Giants fan here. But season three, January, we can't wait. Uh, we appreciate you guys for joining us. So I think let's just start, like, how are things going kind of in, you know, going into season three with the filming and everything? Obviously, we talked about there's COVID restrictions. So, like, how 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 are you guys dealing with kind of just going into season three? Spence, you're, you're about, <laughs> you tell me, man. I don't I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been a huge adjustment, um, even for, for myself as well as the entire production. I mean, we got pushed back a, a couple months due to due to COVID and. Luckily, we are premiering January 18th, thank goodness, but uh, it's just a new reality. A, a lot of protocols for COVID, a lot of social distancing. Like I said at the top, I haven't seen Michael all season because we're technically in like two separate worlds now. So um, yeah. just it's just different, but I think we're adjusting well to it. And, you know, I, I, I literally, before this, I just got done reading 306. So we're, we're, yeah. we're chugging along. How is it? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's juicy. I've I've only heard good things. Juicy. I've only heard good things. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. No, but yeah, exactly what you said, Spence. It's 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 different now. You know, it, even on set, like we can't we can't hug each other. We can't, you know, show the love that we did for the first two seasons, which is really unfortunate. You know, everyone's separated by zones and whatnot, wearing face shields, and it's different. But you know, we're getting through it. And you know, I I think Spence can relate. We're just fortunate to be to be filming and fortunate to be working. You know, there's a lot of other productions that are not. And so that's what I'm happy about. And even on even on set, as you're, you know, uh, Michael, for you um, on set, how has it been different? Like since with with COVID now, are you guys trying to distance yourself in scenes or what's going on with that? Um, well, we, we were fortunate enough to get tested four times a week, um, you know, on, on the lot or on base camp or wherever. We really social distance just everywhere besides when the cameras are rolling. So, you know, we live in a COVID free world um, in season three, which is which has been nice. Um, but it's just always kind of whenever the cameras are not rolling, everyone's, you know, our chairs are six feet apart. Everybody's just, you know, air fives and air <laughs> hugs and stuff like that. So it's just it's a different vibe. You know, it's not it's not we still have all the love that we do, but we just can't really express it to each other, to the crew members, to to my, you know, my fellow castmates and everyone behind the scenes. And for, for context, too. Like normally people are six feet apart when they talk, but these guys like literally <laughs> climb over each other and play football in between the scenes and jump around and dance and all this stuff. Yeah. So just to cut that out is like cutting off a piece of the show. So hopefully we'll get back to it soon. Yeah. I I was very yeah. curious about that. What is let's let's go back to pre COVID times. What is the vibe of this cast? Because it seems 
obviously through the show very close and you know there's a lot of drama and you know we get into it but what's the vibe of the cast behind the scenes give give the the viewers a little bit of that feel of how you guys it, it, we're, we're a huge family you know and and you know we support each other on screen off screen you know whether it was with problems and that's like kind of a deeper answer but just like the overall vibe of set man i mean like Spence said, we're climbing all over each other just because we're just goofy kids just having a ball, you know, like, you know, in the football scenes, you would think that we'd be too tired to to, to shoot our scenes and then go play hours of football in between takes. But that's what we do. That's really what we do. We throw the, throw the rock around for as, as long as we can. And so, like, that's kind of been taken away, like Spencer said. But, um, yeah, season one and two, man, it's just happy, joyful exciting that's that, that's like the the vibe in between takes and in the setups and stuff like yeah, that i feel like um you know being one step removed from it whenever i see them all together joking around playing um just you know being who they are it reminds me of like they're they literally like understood that these are the good days you know we always understand that like 20 years from now or whatnot but i feel like the entire cast has has absolutely understood un- understood that these are the moments right here. And it's, it's really, it's really cool to watch. So Spencer, since you have the football background, you play in the NFL, whether it's Michael, some other cast member, who has the best football skills on the show? <laughs> I don't know if we get to actually see that, you know, in the scenes itself, where you see when the guys are throwing the picks on the side, but who actually legit has the football skills, among, you know, excuse me. Amongst yeah. The cast? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a couple people. I mean, Michael here, we had a, we had a, a, a double for Michael at the early, at the beginning of season one. And Michael instead was throwing 50 yard bombs. So it was like, all right, well. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. You got a little Pat Mahomes in him. You don't need the extra anymore. But, you know, guys like, yeah. guys like, um, like Cody, like Cody went into like the lab in the off season, like multiple off seasons. Like he, yes, he did. started training with the football coordinator. Like he can catch anything now. He's, he wants to actually go like play football after this, which is great. <laughs> and then it's, and then Daniel is just so dedicated to the craft that you tell him to do something and he's going to like short of killing himself, like figure out a way to do it. So these guys are committed, man. And uh, you mentioned Daniel, obviously Daniel, uh, not being from the United States, you know, and, uh, having to learn football. Um, how has that been? Cause obviously, I think he's definitely he's definitely grown a lot um, and, and he's shown like he's been able to grasp, you know, football. Um, but we've seen sometimes, especially on the Internet, where <laughs> I know you've seen the memes with the routes, the routes, the couple routes that he had. But I guess it was because he was technically hurt in that scene um, that, you know, it's like, OK, he's still, you know, not completely there football wise. Man, seen seen them. I had at least fifteen football players that I played with send me those videos. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But D D honestly has taken strides, yeah. man. Like you said, he's from the UK. He's never even played football. I remember whenever we first came out and you know shot the pilot, he was asking me all these questions about just just random football like <laughs> IQ questions, you know, yeah. like. And then, you know, like, like, like Spencer was saying, in between season one, season two, and season two to season three, like, I've seen strides in him, like, just with his route running, with his footwork, with his catching, all of it has just kind of been amazing to, to watch him kind of grow into uh, a better looking football player, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Yeah, like you guys, you guys got him. Do you guys got him on the sport? Is he watching like NFL games now? Is he like into it? Yeah, I, I've definitely yeah. turned him on to the Steelers. Okay, and my Buckeyes. He's, he's, oh, he's uh, been to a couple uh, USC games as well. Um, okay, okay, yeah, so okay. He's, he's becoming a fan of the sport. Hey, wait, Spencer, I want to go back to what you just said a few minutes ago. You have former teammates or ex NFL players hitting you up about the plays going down the show and offering up X and nose takes. <laughs> like, who's hitting you up and texting you saying this? This is run inappropriately, or who's like tweaking <laughs> the play call and like Philson on oh, that? Man, so. Some of my Oregon guys that play in the league, TJ Ward, um, Charles James, who's a safety, Michael Thomas, who's with the Texans, Kenny Stills, uh, Arian Foster. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, a hand, it's a handful. I'm sure you can, if you scroll through my Twitter, you'll find them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so give us, the, give us the rundown on season three. What are we going to expect in season three? Obviously, we'll put up a spoiler warning if needed. I mean, you guys can't give away too much, but. What as right. fans, you know, because it's highly anticipated. You guys had have had people waiting. Obviously, not your fault because of the COVID delays and everything. But 
So what are people, you know, what should they be looking for going into this new season? Uh, so, so I'm so scared <laughs> to talk about it, man. I really am. Cause I feel like I'm going to slip up yeah. and forget that, you know, what we shot and what we haven't and what, you know, obviously nothing's released, but yeah. basically, you know, uh, they're seniors. They're coming into their, the first semester of their senior year. Um, the Beverly Eagles, I know they're dealing with a new coach. And so as for my character and, 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 you know, JJ and Asher, they're kind of handling, uh, this new coach and, uh, just trying to adjust to that. Um, I know Spencer's dealing with, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, Spencer, yeah, you tell me, yeah, man. So, so Spencer, obviously, you know, with him proclaiming that he's coming back to South Crenshaw to win a title and to pretty much save the school with, with Billy Baker. He's now coming back home to to sort of a new environment. He sort of has to relearn this area of his. And there's a lot of baggage that's coming from, you know, the summer that they just encountered that that we'll dive into um, sporadically throughout the season. Uh, and still dealing with a lot of a lot of the pain and, and trauma from his father not being there anymore. So you're you're still gonna see him in both of these worlds. Um, but obviously he will be at he will be at South Crenshaw. Um but yeah, man, just a lot of growth. Uh, we're, we're pinging a lot of like mental health things this year, uh, and just just understanding that this that Spencer is still, you know, a, a 17, 18 year old kid at the end of the day, and he's still just trying to figure out who he is as a person and as an athlete. And uh, does his in- injury have it? I mean, you don't want to spoil it, but does his injury? Because we kind of got a glimpse of it at the end of the season that the injury might come back. Oh. <laughs> is it- is that going to have a play in this season? I mean, te- technically, it's back, correct? Like we we, yeah. we saw it in the we saw it in the <laughs> season finale of season two, and, and we're definitely going to hit on that. And um, it's it's there, it's there, and he's going to have to you know deal with what comes with that. Spencer, you you touched on um, including mental health in the season three. I've I've liked how you guys kind of incorporated kind of current events um, in the story, whether it's like Nip- Nipsey's passing, obviously. That has a lot to do with Crenshaw. Um, is that is that like important to you guys to incorporate what's going on currently in the world? Um, even with like possibly like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that for season three? Uh, tremendously. Uh, for me and, and even for our showrunner NK, I remember at the end of season one, um, specifically when it went onto Netflix, we had a lot of prominent figures and, and actors and celebrities wanting to be a part of the show. But NK did such a great job of keeping it a neighborhood story, keeping it, you know, a story about these two neighborhoods in Los Angeles. And it would just sort of be weird if like these big, gigantic celebrities were to come into this world. So I think along with that and just paying homage to some of the social issues that are that are happening in our world today, we feel like we can take a lot of those headlines and weave them through the story um, in our all-American way. Definitely. I mean, even uh, we've seen being black, like it seems like the uh, Spencer and um, Jordan being pulled over uh, by the cops, you know, being black in America and seeing, you know, those type of things um, being incorporated to the show, I think is good. Um, definitely season, season three. Um, I mean, are we going to see COVID being uh, in the show in any way? Because, I mean, it is like the biggest thing in the, of the world right now. Well, I, I think from from our showrunner's perspective, again, uh, NK is a master at just building out our world and just kind of and, and, and being our leader. Um, she wants TV to be sort of an escape from reality, uh, which I, I fully you. believe. Thank you. Thank like, you. I, <laughs> I, for one, I don't like seeing a lot. I don't like watching a lot of the COVID specials. And I know there's a movie that just came out about being in COVID. I'm like. Let's get out of that please, before please we come no, back. Please no, please no. <laughs> I want to watch something on TV that doesn't have masks and like I can like forget about like having to go to the store and wear masks. Like that's what I want. So thank you for exactly, sure. Exactly. Exactly. It, it all comes down from NK. Yeah, that's fair. I, I want to quickly chops. Go ahead if you will. No, I was just gonna. I, I I would love for some Tay Dig stories because Tay is hilarious and. Did, for one, we know he followed you guys on Twitter because he follows about <laughs> six hundred ninety thousand people on Twitter. But that would be really insulting if he didn't follow you guys yeah, on Twitter. Really again, he literally follows like six hundred eighty thousand people on Twitter. <laughs> I just checked it out. Oh man! I mean, but Mike, you got it. <laughs> oh man, Mr. Diggs. Uh, every day is a story with Tay. I mean, I mean. Uh, I can't think of a specific one. I got to think. Well, now, right, you got to give us your best um, one, though. If you got a story every day, there has to be one really good one you love yeah. telling. So tell us one Tay Dig story. Oh, man. I mean, 
there's one that jumps out at me that he he posted it on his Instagram. It was it was one day on the football field, season two, maybe even season one, excuse me. And we were all on our football pads chilling, and he was walking around with his phone up like this, and he was basically asking us, um, tell us a little bit about what what it's like to like to 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 be on the field right now. And then he we would start to say our answer, me, Cody, Daniel, JJ, or Hunter, excuse me. And then he would just cut us all cut us all off and, and say his own answer just to kind of, you know, be Tay Diggs and be funny. I don't, I don't know. It was a brilliant Instagram video, but man, my mind is blanking with, with more stories. I'm sure I have. But that's, that's the thing with Tay is like, he, he is our, he's the resident father there. He, he sort of leads the ship of the cast, but to be in that position and also be like the number one jokester on set, it's such a great balance for him. Like, you know, when you're talking with him, he can yeah. be, he can be so serious one moment and then will completely flip it into a joke that you don't know if he's joking or mm-hmm. if he's serious. And that's just like the, that's just the the joy of working with him. That's somebody that I grew up watching and all, you know, the Brown Sugars and the Woods and, and all those iconic movies. So to like joke around with him is almost surreal. So he's, he's that. So Tay is the resident, Tay's the resident prankster on set. Oh, Absolutely. Do you got? Do you guys get him back? Like, do you guys? Because I asked that Spencer because, like, Eli Manning, who obviously you play with in New York, had this reputation of being this incredible mm-hmm. prankster, and you could talk to like you would ask former Giants about it, and Eli would never say anything when he was playing, but now that he's retired, he's kind of like a little bit more slipped out. So I asked about Tay, and also curious if Eli ever pranked you, because like you know we've had Victor Cruz in the podcast previously, he has stories about Eli pranking him. Other Giants have talked about Eli doing these incredible elaborate pranks. So I guess first and foremost, you ever get pranked by Eli number one. And number two, are you guys getting Tay Diggs back if he's pranking you? So to, for Tay Diggs, I would say it's very hard to prank him because he's a king of improv. Yeah. So if you attempt, okay. he can just flip it. Yeah, he, flip he it will you. flip yeah. it. He will flip a joke on you in a moment's notice. <laughs> those are the worst. You can never get even with those guys. They always have one up on you. That's the worst. And, and for Eli, so Eli was a part. So my my last day of training camp for the Giants back in 2011. Um, you know we had. The hotel restrictions were off. We can kind of come and go as we please. So the rookies, we still had to live in the hotel for another like couple of days. So, you know, we're sleeping. I'm in there with my, with my roommate, um, you know, cut days coming in like two or three days from now. So it's, it's maybe one or two o'clock in the morning and I hear toggling at the door and I'm awake. I'm, I'm talking to my, talking to my then girlfriend. I'm awake. I'm like, what is happening right now? They, they can't be checking our rooms because like restrictions are over. All of a sudden I see him. Uh, JPP, and I forget the other mysterious figure, but I know it was Eli and JPP. They run in with a trash can full of water and dump it on both me and my and Dang. my roommate. I no completely way. destroyed my roommate's phone, and I jumped on my oh. phone as if it was a grenade. Uh. Take me, just not my phone. Um, but that was that was sort of the the end of camp rituals. Like they would get the master key in the hotel. So you had to sleep in like a wet bed. <laughs> no, I night? slept on the floor that night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was completely drenched. I, <laughs> I love that all these Eli stories are coming out. He, he like he, everybody said he was the most serious guy when he was with, and then all these stories are coming out once he retired. No, Eli, Eli's the best, and and one thing I hope that he does is shows the shows the world, shows the media, whatnot, his personality because he's one of the funniest people I've ever seen, I've ever played with, I've ever been with, like. I've had drinking games with him where he's like a killer at charades. And if, and if you're not good at charades, he will just like snipe you down. Like he's, he's the best. <laughs> wow. Wow. So back to, I, I just got, can, what's your guys' favorite Tate Diggs movies? I have to ask, like you guys, man, you guys have to have a favorite Tate Diggs movie. So, I mean, it's, it's the wood that's up there because that's the neighborhood that I grew up in. Like even the hundred even in the wood, the school that the the middle school that they were at is my rival middle school. So okay. like it's okay. just okay. being in Inglewood. So some personal, some personal. Personal. Uh, Best man is there. Uh, Best man was actually yeah. the first movie I watched in my house when I bought my home. Um, okay. I mean, he's there. He's he. I he right. literally grew up. He like helped raise me essentially like he's in like three yeah. or four of my wow. like top 10 favorite movies wow. i'd say brown sugar are best man for sure there we yeah. go we gotta let we gotta cut this out and let him see it so he can you know he can get that that love from you guys <laughs> yeah but how's he gonna, he's gonna clown on you in some way shape or form or pull some prank for <laughs> you guys like talk you know bow down to him or just you know wax poetic about how amazing oh, he is yeah. oh jeez <laughs> yeah man
so Spencer, I, I'm curious because obviously this is, you know, based on, you know, your experiences. So when you watch the show, do you, what are your emotions like, you know, especially when you maybe have to see some of the, you know, tougher stuff that, 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 that goes down? Yeah, you know, early on, and, and luckily for me, before the show even started, I was able to sort of distance myself from who Spencer James was versus who Spencer Pacinger is. Uh, okay. When the first script came out, I was not as distanced from it. So I was like, what the hell is this? Um, <laughs> but no, it's, 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 it's been such a pleasure to, to watch the show and to understand that a lot of my stories are in it. But obviously we do take creative freedom. Like uh, I remember when we were talking earlier, Zion, about uh, the moment where Spencer and, and Jordan get pulled over. Like that was a real experience that me and my still good friend to this day actually went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, season one being able to tell that story and them taking and crafting it in such a way that that could, you know, resonate across the country, across the world. is just great. But then there's, there's other things that I'm like, okay, I know this is happening on TV. I know everybody's going to believe it, but like, let me run and tell my family that this is coming. So they don't like, not be over <laughs> so I've, I've definitely had to protect my family. Um, maybe one or two episodes ahead just to say, Hey, something's about to happen. Don't hate me. The writers took this around with it. Bye, love you. Uh, but they, that, but that scene, that scene where you get pulled over, is that the one that's kind of the, again that real life scene? Is that the one that hits the hardest for you? Or have there have been some other scenes that have really been, I guess, emotionally, I don't know, taxing that also really happened that have been worked into the show. Yeah, all? I mean, I would say that one was at the top of the list because that was something where you know me and my friend are coming home from track practice at you know four o'clock in the afternoon in Beverly, and police officers you know follow us for a few miles and end up stopping us and without saying anything, take us out the car, handcuff us on Beverly drive and search our car illegally. Um, and started, you know, started throwing like random threats at us. They found a box cutter from a, from a old job that I had and said they can take me in as, because this is a weapon. Um, but just little things like that. And, and I, my only saving grace was they actually found my tracking form in my trunk. And I remember like yesterday, he, you know, raised it up, looked at his officer and says, Hey, they weren't lying. So they didn't believe that we went to Beverly. It was me and another friend that was black. So mm. at the top of the list, that was something that I was like, I was so excited that that was put into the show because it definitely paints a picture of how, um, you know, these interactions do happen across the country. And then, Michael, I'm curious, with everything going on in the country, like being an actor and trying to, you know, be in a character in those kinds of situations. So how do you kind of bring out that, you know, this is such an important thing happening in real life but you're an actor and kind of also being in that situation in a show, you know? Um, I, I remember asking Spencer about that scene and, you know, he explained it to me the same way he explained it to you guys. And, you know, I just wanted to be able to, to really give the scene and give the moment. It's the true justice, you know, um, because there's a lot of situations like that that occur in America too many times. And um, so going into that specific scene, I just uh, I, I wanted to just make it as real as possible and make it just as realistic. You know, Jordan is what is a kid who was in a bubble, you know, and, and he wasn't exposed. His dad never exposed him to, to the, you know, the, the dark side of, of being a black man in America. And and it shows, you know, because he talked back to a police officer, which you should never do any color. Right. But um, just going into that specific scene, I, I wanted to just make it as authentic as possible. And um, I hope that that was. Portrayed. No, it absolutely did. I mean, we, we shot that scene at, I think it was like 4 a.m. in the morning in, in Glendale. Yeah. And, you know, talking mm-hmm. talking to Mike, talking to Daniel about this scene, you know, I, I've never wanted anybody on set to feel like they have to follow me to understand, like, who I am as a person. Even with Daniel, it was like, Spencer James is different from Spencer Payson. Like, go and create, like, the best version that you think people would like. So when it comes to those scenes that sort of hit a little closer to home to me than, than other stories, I try to wash my hands and be like, hey, you guys, you guys do what you guys want for this scene. Don't feel like you guys have to pay homage to my past. Hmm. And even working with uh, Daniel, um, obviously he doesn't have, you know, football rack background and whatnot. Um, why did you see him as someone that was perfect to portray kind of um, things in your life? Yeah, I mean, I so I got his audition tape, and, and mind you, I was still very much, you know, with football, with the NFL when we were going mm. through this whole process at this point. So I got, I remember like it was yesterday, I got his his audition tape when I was in a coffee shop in New York, and it was during the off season. 
Um, he had auditioned for John Lewis and Selma, I believe, um, and a few and a few other roles. Uh, and I was like, I was literally like, this "Kid's good. If he, if he's Spencer, <laughs> then that's great." And what sold me on it was, um, so they 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 gave him the job. I hadn't met him yet because I wasn't in the room of auditioning, but that first table read when we all finally like got together, you know, he's walking into me with a backwards hat on, he's holding a football, he's got the hoodie and he's like, yo, what's <laughs> up? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're British. Why? I think you're British. But you're, you're, where's your accent? Was he holding the football correctly? He was holding, he was holding it correctly, high and tight, you know, right. but, but <laughs> you know, him, him being British and then, you know, saying hi to me in an English accent, uh, I was like, it kind of threw me for a loop because I was like, wait, you're mm. not supposed to be, I'm, where's the British, you know, what's what's happening? And mm. he didn't break character until we were in New York for Upfronts, which was more than a month later. So just that dedication that he takes to, to every scene, every movement, every every thought that comes across his face and, and, and what you guys see is like why he will be one of the best. I wanted to touch on the, that was, that was something I wanted to touch on earlier was the accent. So like, even, I guess what Mike can answer this, how, like, does he just turn it off as, as soon as the scene is done? He's back to his English accent. No, just like Spencer was saying, he stays in it all, all oh. the, the duration. Oh, he's probably like about a, probably about a, he's a method actor over here. Oh, but right before we start, probably about a month before production, he'll jump into the American accent. And uh, the only time I, I ever hear him flip it back is if he's on the phone with his mom um, <laughs> or doing press, you know, because Americans, we love that, that English accent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And then probably the day that we wrap, probably a day later, he switches it over. But uh, even like he sat on this couch before, gotten a phone call from his mother. And I hear him just <clears throat> and switch back into his, his, you know, his home, his home language, his home accent, which is kind of funny. <laughs> That's crazy. But, yeah, um, it's like a, it's like a, like an engine starting up. Like sometimes he's like, okay, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> how, how do you yeah. rate his accent though? Is it good? Is it an American accent? I think, it, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's good. For, for me, I don't know if you guys know this, but when, when he developed the, you know, that South Central accent, like he only listened to Nipsey Hussle for months. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's why Nipsey plays such a, a vital role in the, the DNA of our show is because Spencer yeah. James isn't Spencer James without the influence of Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think he's been killing it. Yeah, I could buy it. So before we get get you guys out of here, what message would you guys have to the fans as we go into season three? Just open for them. Just what do you guys want to tell them as as the journey picks back up? Like you guys said, you're in for a journey. The journey's about to pick back up. I mean, just sit back, relax, you know, you know how season one and two went. There's full of drama and season three is no different. You, you, bring the bring the tissue box. You're going to need it. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's tissue box. Said, perfectly said. And also, like, stop asking me who my wife is on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I asked you that question too many times, too. Man. No, I mean, and just for season three, the stakes are higher. Um, they're entering their senior year, so it's it's a lot of their last go round, uh, and just just strap in and ride it. I mean, that's that's all I can say. It's gonna it's gonna be a hell of a ride. How far do you see this uh, show going? Like to past high school to college? I mean, if we're lucky, I, w- I would love to touch on the NFL. That's a that's a whole new world of stories that that we can expose uh, of just what you know an undrafted guy does go through at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hopefully if we're, if we're good for that long, we get there. If, if not, it was, again, it's a hell of a ride. It's going strong. It's going strong. CW January 18th. We can't wait. We're literally counting down the days, guys. We're almost there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait. We should have Mike though clown on Young Zion over here because Young Zion has called his Steelers the softest undefeated <laughs> team this late in the season. I mean, if we want to get into that. Whoa, they are the the, the softest undefeated we, team this we late got in the season because the, they are the softest undefeated team I've ever seen. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. They're a good team, but they're <laughs> not an undefeated type. Team. Uh, let's let, let's let's preface this with Zion has said the Giants are the best three and eight team he's ever no, no, seen. No, no, I so. never said let, that. Let, let's well, they're going to win a division, one, so that actually one, would qualify. That actually be accurate. And we are in first, no, place. first place. First place. Four and seven. Yes, but. The Steelers are not touching the Chiefs. That's what. That's all I see. Okay. 
So you got go go Mike. Perhaps if they play like they've been playing, <laughs> get him, Mike. They, if they if they played like they played the last two weeks, yes, I concur. But I don't know, man. I, I don't think that you could say they're the softest undefeated team that you've seen. I think that's, that's pretty cool. It took my words out of context. I mean, real quick. Oh, no, 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 Indiana's quarterback did just go down with a knee injury, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, it, so I think Ayu is the, the big issue in the Big Ten. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I know last weekend we weren't able to play, and I hope this weekend we can. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's just got to be a lot of I things. want Justin Fields to be able to play in the playoff. That's what I want. I want – I'm not a big Ohio State fan, but I would like to see Justin Fields be able to go up against Trevor Lawrence yeah. in Alabama. I think that would be very cool to yeah. see. That would be dope. Absolutely. Me too. I'd yeah. also love an 18 playoff, but I don't know if that would be. If they, yeah, if they should have done it yeah. any year, it should have been this year yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, you, you disagree? You, you, don't you really want to like see that? BYU and Cincinnati in the playoff? <laughs> like, I mean, it's like I, it's like once out of every 10 years, like a power, a non-Power 5 school is going to pull off an upset in that situation. I don't need to see that. Like, listen, I'm all for new blood because if you look at the uh, finalists for the playoff, for the college football playoff, the last like five, six, seven years, it's like the same mm-hmm. six teams. But I don't need to see, you know, a UCF get their doors blown off, you know, in the in the first round of the college football playoff. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not, in, I'm not down for that. I can't talk over here. Oregon's like three and one, and it's, it doesn't feel like a strong. <laughs> that that was a wild one. game. Oh, th- that was a wild game this past weekend Man. for sure. Yes, growth. Yeah. It's a growth. Uh, they also do have the ugliest uniform, hey, so we can. Wait, you know, wait, Oregon? I love, no, 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 no! Come on, come on! No, yeah, send, that's a bad. Send me, that's a bad send me your address, please. That, yeah, that's a bad. <laughs> take. That's a really bad take. Oregon has great uniforms. That's a really no. Bad come take. on, uh, please. We appreciate you guys so much for joining us again, January eighteenth. CW new season of All American. We can't wait to watch, guys. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Shout out to Michael and uh, Spencer for joining us. That was a very fun interview. You know, we're excited for uh, All-American Season 3, CW, uh, coming soon. Uh, As always, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, (laughs) Through all the yelling and the debating and everything, you know, we all do love each other, and it's all in good fun. Uh, we're excited to see where this NFL season goes. NBA coming back. You already know, you know, we got all the biggest guests lined up for you guys. So we can't wait to roll out, uh, new episodes. You know, we got the Tuesday episode, which you're listening to the Thursday episode with our picks, uh, going into 2021. We're ready. We're going to have a big year. So thank you for listening to the pod. Make sure you go subscribe, rate, download wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify. It's free. Leave those reviews. Leave those five-star reviews for us. We love you guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh Dodd and Jasmine Plata, our audio editor, Misha Jones, our production manager, Sean Sel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, our general manager, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks.